0: Hey everybody, it's Randy, and I want to welcome you to the Vine to Zero. Uh, today, I'm excited to get another uh, great episode out uh, to our to our listeners. And um, my guest today was Joe Clady. Uh Joe is one of our leaders and uh, heads up uh, some of our business up in uh, the northeastern part of Indiana with one of our biggest clients. Um, and today, Joe and I kind of have a back and forth dialogue. Joe is uh, the creative, uh, he's he's the actual creator of the Vine to Zero and also the producer. So uh, Joe and I have a, a great back and forth dialogue today talking about uh, basically our respective um, uh, journeys in, uh, so far in our careers and uh, so excited to have Joe on. Uh, but before we get started, um, I want to uh, send a quick note out to uh, our philanthropy team Um, one of the uh, one of our core values here at safety management group is uh, giving back to the communities that we work in and we have a team uh, of professionals uh, who uh, spend spend their time um, uh, coordinating that effort and uh, so i want to send a a quick uh, thank you to uh, sarah knight uh, dana fairfield LaToya Johnson, uh, Jessica Bowden, Vince Plank, and Dave Schuster. They put in a lot of hours, uh, along with all of our folks out in the field, that also spend their time volunteering uh, to support different events and uh, throughout the year. So uh, we're fortunate to be in a position uh, through uh, the success of, uh, of our business to, to be able to give back to the communities that we work in, and that's definitely uh, an important, uh, important value for us to, to uphold. So thank you to that team for, for their efforts throughout the year. Also, I want to let you know about an upcoming guest on uh, April 8th. We have an episode coming out with uh, Julie Alexander. Julie is the Director of General Industry for the Indiana Occupational Safety Health Administration and the whistleblower investigation unit so i'm excited to get that uh, interview uh, out to our listeners and uh, julie has a lot of uh, excellent information we have a good conversation uh, coming up there so uh, one of the things i wanted to throw out there too um, in preparation for that interview if you have any questions uh, we will have uh, we'll go ahead and include my email address on the detail notes for the uh, introduction of this episode and uh, feel free to shoot me an email. I, Joe's email is also out there, so you can email either one of us, and um, we'll make sure that if you have questions for Julie, we can get those uh, get those out there uh, for her on April 8th. Um, let's go ahead and get started um, with our next episode, uh, number five, which Joe titled, Respecting the Shelter. Hey, Joe, welcome to The Vine. Thank you, sir.
1: Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for
0: letting me uh, sit on this side of the table. It'll All right. Fine. Yeah, so uh, we're excited to, to get this going today. Um, so, Joe, why don't we start with um, your history with Safety Management Group and and uh, give the listeners a little bit of, uh, I guess, background about your time with us so far. Yeah,
1: I'll be hitting five years in June, so going back now five years, sat down with you and Rob Tenney, getting ready to maybe send me out to do some, some work in California, but, uh, had the connection with Sweeney Brothers excavating Mooresville, Mendoza landscaping in Whiteland and, and Javi Mendoza there. You guys went to Whiteland. So yeah, that's kind yeah. of my, my connection.
0: Right. Javi's a good friend of mine. And, uh, I actually, uh, worked when I was in college, worked a lot of different, you know, as any, yeah, college student does, but a lot of, uh, a lot of summer jobs, and uh, Javi was one of my go-to. Uh, after my second job, I'd be going to him for my third, you know what I mean, third oh, yeah. thing of the day, and um, and I connected with him. and uh, But I've known his, his family for a lot of years. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Javi's a great guy. So, yeah, I'm well, glad he, glad he, he introduced for us. For sure. And he,
1: I mean, shit, he puts you to work, you know. And, and there's there was value to having that, that work experience with – both the excavating and and the landscaping i know it is was just a summer job it didn't turn into a career but having that ability to understand how to use a shovel right yeah it's a master tool that some people just equate to digging dirt but there's a lot more to that and i you respect you respect the shovel oh (laughs) for sure yeah and uh, i appreciated that and then you know he knew i again, was just some long haired punk getting ready to (laughs) graduate college and needed an internship and hooked me up with you. So sat down, got the, hired me in as an intern to work at the IU health count downtown for Mm -hmm. three or four months. Right. And then you hired me full time and bounced around to went to Maryland to do some work with Bowen right? uh, out there at Fort Meade, I believe. And then, uh, did my first third shift for a couple months out at uh, Rolls Royce, a roofing project, and then got picked up to go to Fort Wayne for the American Electric Power account.
0: Threw you right in the fire. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know yeah. what,
1: too, and because that's how it was going up to Fort Wayne for AEP was, I mean, it was a $300 million mega project consisting of three big projects and, um, I I didn't know the difference between, uh, distribution and transmission. Didn't know what a substation was outside of just the, the fence with a bunch of stuff in it, you know? And it was very intimidating, not only with the lack of knowledge, but I was so green I could pee grass, you know? Like I I didn't know, (laughs) didn't have the, the soft skills to be able to, uh, coach and, and, be able to take the the criticism from the older generation of mm-hmm. I've been doing the, the the line of I've been doing this for thirty years, and then you come in with this some college boy, you <laughs> yeah. know, with right. with no transmission knowledge outside of just the college degree, which at the time was mostly built around industrial hygiene and just osha standards
0: and yeah so i was trying to remember so you had um were you with us about a year before you took aep assignment or less yeah, than man, that? less than that maybe six less months that, yeah including my internship so it was quick yeah, <laughs> right out of school right yeah. in right into it yeah. so yeah that's uh so how did you how, you know what you know what did you do how did you i mean you've gained um so you started uh as a safety advisor supporting uh you know, several projects Mm -hmm. up in that region. And, uh, but you quickly gained respect, uh, of, of your client and, um, of your teammates. And, um, can you talk a little bit about that? And yeah, so I think it has to back to
1: respecting the shovel is the, the being able to be candid and, and appreciate not go out there and be the barking safety cop. And there's a bad reputation for that. And I, I, had heard about it in school and I had heard about it out in the field. And I just did not want to be that guy. And I think there is that gray space between being the safety cop and then just being a, a passive observer that just tries to be part of the, part of the team, you tries know, to be your buddy, right? right. It tries yeah. to be one of your boys, mm-hmm. especially if you're new, trying to <laughs> new to the industry, let alone to an area where you're trying to make maybe some friends mm-hmm. and, um, And, and, and that's, there's that line. There's a fine line there. You have
0: to, you can't, um, coming in that new, um, it could be in, into that industry. It could be a very intimidating experience, right? right? And you can't, um, you do run that fine line of, you know, you want to develop that relationship. Um, you want to be friendly, respectful but you have to be firm, mm-hmm. you have to, you can't be a pushover, right? right? In this industry, you know what I mean? Right. Well, and I learned my lesson
1: at, at IU Health as an intern. I can't exactly remember the scenario, but they there was a contractor there that I, I, I made a recommendation. I Maybe it was something as minor as PPE, mm-hmm. and they fired back at me, and I folded like a cheap <laughs> <And> like I <laughs> I just... Clammed up and was just like, okay. And just kind of took it. And at that point I lost everything, yeah, you know, there, sure. there at that point, there's the only reason I would ever really need to show my face was just for appearance sake, mm. you know? Cause at that point I had no credibility. I had no validity. I had no backbone mm-hmm. and they called me on it mm-hmm. they could sniff it on me. They, they knew probably, I mean, just based on my youth and you can recognize that, and or at least make maybe make an assumption, and they were right, and they won. And I remember that coming into this big project up in Fort Wayne uh, with a big transmission contractor, and some of their senior management, or not senior, even just their their field level superintendents, and did the same thing. And mm-hmm. without I wanted to get mad, and I uh, but I also wanted to fold, and so I said, let's meet at Applebee's. Let's get lunch, and at that point, they stopped cussing at me. They, I think I gained some respect from them. I think they still recognized that I didn't have the knowledge, right. but they recognized that I wanted to learn. Sure. And I think if you make that clear that you don't know everything, that, like, I'm not going to BS you because that, again, it, you're going to get called on that too. People right. can smell that, especially now. You have... So many ways of being fact checked immediately. All you got to if, if you try try a line, pull out your phone, check them. Right, I do it all the time, and then you're and then you're able to call someone. So don't even try it because you're going to get called on it. Sure. And after that, I wouldn't say it was smooth sailing, but it was at least laid the groundwork for a um, a respectful relationship for the rest of the project. Right. They didn't sometimes appreciate what I said or agree,
0: but at least there was
1: a modicum of mutual respect,
0: you right. know. So, so how has that changed for you over, you know, now you've been in the role for 4 years, right? So yeah. Basically, almost uh-huh. 4 almost, years. Almost, yeah. Over 4 years in that role. Uh So, how is that relationship, you know, cuz now you've gone from, you know, uh uh from that, you know, those projects, that project and now you're uh, kind of working uh, with our team, uh, you know, potentially overseeing multiple projects, mm-hmm. but working with those same contractors, same client. Right. Um, so I, I guess consistency and repetition, yeah. you know, and, and if,
1: if you have, cause consistency can be a bad thing, obviously, if you had take the consistent approach of BSN that that's going to get your reputation of, of just being somebody that doesn't have the, the, um, I guess confidence to be wrong, and and right. and own it, and just say I don't know. Give me a second. I will fact check myself right. and come back to you. And uh, I try and do that I, with my team. I if, if I don't know, I'll let you know. And um, with with the, with the contractor population that we deal with across, you know, the entire country, but in my area, just a couple states, it's all the same players for the most part, time and time again. And it's, it's building that relationship of trust, mutual respect, questioning attitude to where I, there are some contractor leadership people that I call before I even call some of my own, because I know we've had that relationship from the get go. Some like from the mega project that I was on, I still talk to a lot of them because they helped me cut my teeth sure. and I, and they didn't steer me wrong. They saw me as a Essentially, a free asset for them, rather than the enemy. Some just third-party schmo walking right. around. They saw me as free help, and that's that's the goal, at least in our in the in the uh, product that we provide. Right, is to be to be the asset for not only the client but also the the contractors that could potentially be on their property. Because for them it is free, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's free help to try and make their, it just, they have to make the decision at that point. Do they want to, uh, internalize it and learn from it? Or do they want to, um, blow it off and make it a a kind of (laughs) an ego contest? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it. um, you can't BS your way through this, right. And if you try to, um, there's no, sh- there's no shame in saying, Hey, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, I don't know everything. Right. So how can we work together to make sure that I can help you the best that I can? Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so yeah, that's important. So,
1: so what, so what about you then? What about, what about- <laughs> like with your, obviously your, your career is expanded to what it is now. Sure. Uh, how how did it shape you into this role in, in terms of your trajectory from being, um, uh, 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 a <laughs> a five-year guy or a, you know, a fresh intern or whatever it was at your starting point?
0: Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's funny. I, I, um, I can remember, I, you know, working, um, as a teenager, you know, um, whether you go all the way back to, shoveling driveways or starting a little small business mowing lawns, uh, for, you know, a home builder, uh, to, you know, working through college, working multiple jobs, uh, to, you know, to get things done. And, um, I think it's interesting. My path, I, I've, um, I've had, I've been very fortunate in, um, you know, um, in my career to work with a lot of talented people. Um, but I think going back to your point with respect to, uh, you know, learning and not being afraid to say, I don't know. Um, you know, I started when I started my career, um, with, uh, heritage group safety, uh, back in 1992. So quite a, quite a few years ago. Um, same thing. I started with them as an intern and, uh, they, they're involved in a lot of different industries. So I was able to 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 cut my teeth in road and and bridge construction, Uh, actually, when I was an intern, uh, experienced my first uh, fatality investigation. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't lead it, but I was part of participating in it. Right. Um, uh, And you think about that as an intern and how eye opening that is. You know. and then uh but you gotta, I, you gotta shape up or get out at that point. That <laughs> yeah. is that's eye opening to the sure. the reality, sure grim reality. For sure. And um so you know, so when I was with Heritage Group, I supported primarily their their mining uh division. So was heavily involved in MSHA regulations. And then I also supported kind of on a part time basis their environmental group and I was doing some industrial hygiene monitoring, uh kind of more or less as a technician. So I kinda had a dual role. But I was able to work with some really good people. But if you think about the mining industry, even back in the early '90s, right? It's like going to, you know, uh, going back in time and and just, um, you know, when you talk about uh, the automation of um, interlocks on guards and things like that, some of that stuff was non-existent. Teaching lockout tagout, it was in that industry. Uh, it was it was pretty challenging, and I didn't know anything about, you know. Uh, surface mines or, you know, crushing rock or whatever the case might be. Right. So I had to, you know, when I would go out to those projects or to those sites, um, I would just connect up with the superintendent or the maintenance staff and, and, and try to develop those relationships to, Hey, teach me. I want to know so I can help you with, with what I know. And, and to try to, to transfer, tr- transfer that knowledge. Um, and then from there, you know, um, went on to work with uh, Reynolds Aluminum and uh, again that was a uh, a new experience for me and it was a brand new facility uh been in operation for about a year or so um up in uh, Auburn Indiana and um right away I was trying to figure out you know 200 uh, roughly 200 uh, manufacturing employees wow. and uh I was you know the new safety person coming in and they had already kind of had one year of kind of culture without any program other than some basic, you know, forklift training and some of the basic requirements that, you know, has come and hearing conservation, those kind of things, but they didn't have a full-time safety professional on, on staff. So, so then quickly I come into this plant and I'm thinking, wow, this is a big, a big place. It's a, you know, how do I find my way, you know? And, um, and I found my way through connecting with, uh, uh, the, the team, the maintenance, uh, team that, that maintain the equipment and, you know, try to, I, that's where I first developed, you know, my first, one of my, you know, first relationships there at that site was, okay, guys, I want to connect up with you because you're doing some of the most hazardous work out here when you're working on this equipment. And, um, so that's, you know, so it's kind of back to your point is, Making sure that you, um, you know, you're not afraid to say I don't know, and then show me, teach me, and and then I can help you, you know, be successful along your way. So, anyway, I I'm not sure if that answers your question. No, or for not sure. Well, kind of and, so. and I'm sure getting
1: with that that maintenance team, like just getting in their good graces, and mm-hmm. s- they have to recognize um, a benefit to the relationship that you can offer which would probably be to help them in a jam or at mm-hmm. least say, hey, this needs to be done because so-and-so is coming out. However, you got to frame it to mm-hmm. make sure they stay safe if that means, like, this is going to be incentivized or this is going to be punishable or you right. know whatever it would be, but th- they probably see And then you become friends after a while, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. My nickname up there was Safety Boy. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I didn't give a shit, right. but, I mean, it was funny because right. it, that's it. I there mean, could be words. Right? Yeah, and I guarantee you I can call any of these guys that I still have relationships with up there and, uh, and, uh, John, Johnny's one of, you know, one of my buddies, John Hanchu, and, um, that plant is, has since sold and then closed, but, uh, over the years, but, um, I still stay connected with some of those guys and he, you know, if I called him up and he'd say, Hey, safety boy, or I've seen his daughter was (laughs) that he had a daughter that spent a lot of time at Riley hospital for children. And I'd go over and we'd grab some lunch and, uh, and, First thing you'd say, Hey Safety Boy, how you doing? You right. know, that's so I funny. Didn't, You know, whatever. I right. didn't care. It was okay, that's I'll take that. And as long as I can help, you know, drive our initiatives forward, you know, who cares? Whatever. Yeah, right. That's cool. So. Because it, with any nickname, even if it
1: is bad, <laughs> yeah, there is some endearing quality to sure. that. You right. Know, right? right. You're at least you're at that point to where you can have that that relationship. <clears throat> but you mentioned Having, I mean, with Tony on in the first episode, yeah, you yeah. know, we had the the big discussion of mentorship and right, and yeah. how he served as that for you. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've had others. I mean, Jordan Hollingsworth, he's he's served as my mentor since True. the since the get go. Again, took he's me in. One. He is, and he yeah. took me in on this account and <laughs> knowing what I didn't know, yeah. and wasn't pleased (laughs) with with what was put in his lap. But I, I think, uh, I would like to think over time I've (laughs) proved my worth to him, but I know it's, um, I know it's important to have that and having that person to call, not only to get information, get advice, but sometimes just a bitch too, and just, because you know, they can relate to uh, the grind, the, Mm -hmm. the, 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 the hardships of either dealing with team members, um, clients contractors yeah. whatever to where the, the advice is there or just sometimes this the simple words of yeah man that sucks you know sure. <laughs> yeah. and that sometimes is comforting in itself so yeah that's that's important and I, i'm glad i am glad you had him on first because i think that is something it's all about relationships and this
0: whole thing and yeah that's the good one to have. Yeah. Yeah. Tony's a good one. Yeah. He hired me as an intern. He's a fellow ISU, uh, Indiana state grad. Um, he was several years before me, but, um, so yeah, he hired me as an intern and then I was fortunate to be able to work with him. I learned a lot from him. Um, and we stayed in touch over our careers. Uh, definitely been a mentor. We email, I mean, talk or whatever, you know, quite often, but, um, so my, yeah, so my path, a little bit more on that, I'll just kind of uh, wrap that up. But so, in um, my path with Tony crossed a few times. Uh, so um, after uh, my time with uh, Reynolds, um, then I jumped in here with Safety Management Group. Um, and basically, when I was with Reynolds, I started as a plant safety rep for them at their aluminum extrusion plant in Auburn. And then about probably a year and a half in, I was given an opportunity to take on a regional role supporting their automotive structure plants okay and uh, that was a lot of heavy travel and um, and then that's when my wife and I had our first child and we're like you know being on the road a few or a few weeks out of the months pretty tough you know you travel quite a bit, Mm -hmm. and uh, with the little one at home so so um, having roots here in Indy um, with the new child, we thought, okay, let's take a look. And, and then we jumped back down here and I took this opportunity with Safety Management Group. And my first assignment was the Riley Hospital for Children. And, and what did you come in as? Were you just, just safety advisor, part of the team? Or you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a project safety advisor. And I think at that time there was probably our company was maybe 15, wow. 16, 17 employees, crazy. you know, our team members and uh, yeah so it was it was relatively a small group um and uh um, been in business they started what in 91 mm-hmm. right so they'd been in business for about seven years so i'm going from you know Ro- Reynolds aluminum and i'm kind of out of my out of my you know comfort zone but I, we wanted to get back down to indy didn't know where this would take us but um but landed here and uh, uh i was the project safety advisor for the Riley outpatient center. And, uh, again, I, I mentioned this, I think before, uh, when Tony was on, but, um, the connection on that project, um, again, um, it's all about relationships, right? You can come across, uh, we were talking earlier in another meeting this morning, right? About how do you interact and what's a, what does a core visit look like when you're doing right. a safety observation and, uh, that wasn't a term core visit wasn't a term for us back then but uh, it you know how do i come off when i come up and say hey uh, where's your safety glasses or hey why are you you know why are you using that why are why are you standing on the top stuff of a ladder you know it's all about your approach so we talk about that um and uh, from from my perspective um you know i came up you know Oh, a lot of credit to my, you know, my mom and dad for how they raised me, but just how you treat people, right? The respect, you know, mm-hmm. whether, whether I'm out here, uh, digging a ditch or, um, sitting in an office or whatever it is, um, it's the level of respect. And that's, that's always been my approach is how you approach people. Uh, how you approach your assignment is how you treat people out there. And, 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 Um, so that's key for me. So going into that assignment, it's, um, that's key for everybody really in developing relationships, I think, but, um, going into that assignment again, we had, I don't know, upwards of 250, maybe 300 uh, workers on site. And, um, it was my first big construction project or building project. You know, we have iron workers and at that time there wasn't a a requirement for six foot fall protection. It was, they were tying off at the standard, you know, or walk and steal it, you know, 25 feet or whatever. And I'm Jeez. like, yeah, that's a little, a little right. scary. You know, but what t- do you do if there's <laughs> yeah. no, right? yeah, there was no, there was you know, no, it's wrong. <laughs> the, the spec for that job at that time, interesting enough was the orientation was like a one, uh, just kind of a single page with some bullet points and the guys would come in and we would sit down we'd go over this piece of paper. And, uh, so, uh, times have changed quite a bit that program has evolved uh a lot in a, over the over the last 20 some years but um so anyway again uh, on that project it was about um you know building respect and and um and understanding uh how can i help uh, how can i help you uh, do your job and uh do your job safely and uh get you home and uh but one of the coolest things from that assignment is um You know, we're working at Riley Hospital for Children, one of the leading children's hospitals in the country. And we started a, uh, I'm probably going off here a little bit, but we started a golf outing in Mm -hmm. support of the Red Wagon Fund there. And that was actually an idea of the craftspeople on the job. Hey, what can we do to give back to these kids? And uh, we started this golf outing um, in, I think, 1999 was our first year. We might have had 10 or 12 teams and this year is our 17th year we had a couple of years where I think for whatever reason we we missed out but I think this year is our 17th year in a row where we got that restarted and uh, and it's a sellout it's one of the best events in wow. the city um, uh, every year uh, last year I think we raised almost $70,000 um, so you know, and I think the first event was like eight or nine thousand or something. That we bought these red wagons for the hospital, and, and the red wagon fund basically is if you ever, if you've never been to Riley Hospital for Children, uh, the red wagon fund is uh, you'll see these kids as they're transporting around for treatment. They'll be in the red wagons and they'll have their IV poles or whatever the case. Mm. But just a kind of a try to I guess really more of a uh, fun way to for the kids. You know, if they can have fun right when they're in the hospital to get from one place to another, but, uh, so yeah, so it was there. And then, uh, I actually, um, uh, left safety management group for about 18 months and went to work for Tony again at Lilly. He recruited okay. me. Got Gotcha. Um, huh? Well, what happened was I was actually at the Riley project and then, um, I went over, I took a position with safety management group at uh, uh, Lilly uh, to manage our contractor safety program. So I was kind of the manager of our team there, which at yeah. that time our team was pretty small, maybe nine or 10 of us. And uh, so getting in there, I was working with him on a, on a committee and then he had an open position on his staff and long story short, I took it um, or I had the opportunity to interview and I, I left here for about 18 months. And um, you know, had I, you know, maybe, coming out of college had I went into that environment and not known anything different, but it just, it just didn't fit for me, you mm-hmm. know? And that was a little bit of a struggle because, you know, he recruited me a friend of mine and, um, but, uh, that was, uh, an interesting time for sure. Um, and I stayed there maybe 18 months and I kept strong relationship with Kent Bar- uh, Kent Burgett, which is our former uh, president and my former boss. But, uh, and I'm like, Hey, I just, I had a taste of something, you know, and I've always kind of had the entrepreneurial spirit as a, as a kid and doing things. And, um, and I just, I felt, you know, something here, you know, that drew me back here. And, you know, I would not change the experience. I think things happen for a reason, right? I left for a reason. Um, you know, and even Kent would say, Hey, you did the right thing. You know, you did the right thing for for leaving. He did. He said, Hey, you, you don't know you did the right thing, but, and there was an opportunity here and and i maintained the relationship and i came back and um you know hindsight i'm like ah man i wish i would have never left but i developed relationships in that 18 months that you know we still have business with and we you know what i mean so and and
1: now you know i mean that's not you're not the only one right here that's done that right it's it's kind of common and and then you there's something that's brings people back here from what i hear i've not left and i I lo- I love yeah. where I'm well, at. I hope you don't. I got it. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it's just it's it speaks to this place. It speaks mm-hmm. to the team here, and it speaks to you knowing that you go, you come back. Because I think sometimes people, even if they are here or in a place that they like, having that um, that um, y- you just need to know. Yeah. And, and then once yeah. you do, you come back with 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 some fire and you're ready to go get it
0: and it yeah and um yeah so it's and it's been a good it's been a good run I mean we've had a lot of fun we have a lot of exciting we have a our team um you know it has grown so much we're uh we're up up to a a couple hundred uh professionals on the safety and environmental side Uh, we have so much opportunity out in front of us um and it's an exciting time here and and it's been you know it's been uh it's been a great great fun ride and and you know we've got a lot of young talent we've got a lot of really cool things we're working on behind the scenes that I'm you know uh really excited to 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 get out there um to talk about no, no, I don't want to talk about <laughs> okay want <laughs> to let anything out of the bag yet All but right. there's a lot of really cool things that we're working on sure. um over the next uh, 12 months that i think uh that that are going to be hopefully some some additional game changers for us and create additional opportunity for for our team members um and uh but we have a lot of really talented people on staff um on our team and um we're always looking for for new talent and we have i think you know i could probably say i think we have 15 or 17 openings right now that wow. we're trying to fill um And, uh, and that's one of our biggest challenges right now, right. Is finding, you know, uh, good talent Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's a, it's a tough market. Probably uh, keeping it too, and keeping it. Yeah. And keeping it. And that is, that is one of the things, you know, um, as a smaller firm, you know, um, as a smaller growing firm, it's, uh, it, it is difficult to, um, to compete in some cases with those bigger companies and those, those. Those things, but I think we have a lot to offer. Um, you know, we have. Uh, you know, this is a good. This is a great example, right? We, when we talk about, um, you know, opportunity, right? We talk about the entrepreneurial spirit. I think that's one of the things that's really cool about our company is. We do encourage that you know uh we've got a you know our future guest coming up real soon is matt martin mm-hmm. and matt's uh our certified industrial hygienist uh, one of our certified industrial hygienists on staff and he uh he came uh, you know a couple years ago actually when we um brought matt on board uh, i had a conversation with him i remember at lunch uh early on and he had an industrial hygiene degree and i said who knows one of these days maybe we'll start an industrial hygiene division right you know and just kind of side kind Just Yeah, just you never know, right? Mm-hmm. And, but just trying to encourage and stoke, you know, excitement that, hey, right. there is, you know, I, I'm coming into a small company at that time. Matt's been with us, I think, uh, nine years or something close to it, but maybe a little bit longer. But, um, so, you know, I think it was probably two years ago, he, uh, said, hey, um, what do you think about doing this? And I said, yeah, if you go get your CIH, um, then yeah, we'll start a division. Let's do it. And you know, we've partnered with uh, subcontractors from for the most part when we've been approached for hygiene services. It just wasn't something that we were capable or not capable of, but something I wasn't really uh, and our leadership team wasn't really uh, ready to commit to because we did not have that CIH on staff. And I was like, if we do this, we need to have that You know he he needs to we need to have the established credibility with a a cih and so long story short um when we talk about uh you know when i talk about being excited about entrepreneurial things here uh, that's a great example he started that two years ago i think well we're starting we're in in our second year now and he's knocking it out of the park for sure you know and this this idea the podcast right we talked about this at uh Drinking uh, at Saint Elmo's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were having a, having a after junior achievement uh, mm-hmm. event uh, cocktail, and um, you said, "Hey, we should do this," and I'm like, "Tell me more." And here we are; we're on our fifth episode, yeah. uh, and it's going really well. We've had a lot of a lot of good feedback from our listeners, and um, so, well, and that speaks to, and not trying to blow you smoke, but that speaks to you
1: listening. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes ideas fall on deaf ears, and that's unfortunate because they get written off as something that's not possible without even exploring it, uh, something that we're not ready for Mm -hmm. without really even considering where we're at. Um, Sometimes they fall flat by the person that presents it, but I don't know. I I appreciate, and I'm sure I could speak for Matt and anybody else that's come to you, I appreciate you taking it seriously because this has been so much fun to do this podcast. And, you know, I had done it in the past and, had, you know, had, we had the stuff, so it wasn't hard to get going, but just actually getting it going and, and having yeah. you sit down, come up with the title, sent, you sent me a, a draft, a draft of the, the logo, I, I think two days later. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa, yeah. okay. He's <laughs> he, yeah. He I means ready. it. He <laughs> meant it. And well, buy, yeah, buy we the, talked
0: about it that night mm-hmm. and, uh, I was like, yeah, this is, I, w- I want to do this. And yeah, I was excited about it and we, yeah, we have a nice, you know, the bind to zero. I mean, everybody's on that zero culture. How do you, how do you get there? And mm-hmm. the logo, it was a cool process and, right. and your work. I can't thank you enough. I mean, it was your idea. For uh, sure. We're just bringing it to life and, um. Yeah. So, and it's, it's been,
1: it's been interesting to me just to talk about, I guess, some of the psychology behind, behind something like this in general, being able to sit down with another person. It is awkward. I mean, you Mm -hmm. have the headphones on, you're hearing your own voice. You feel like you're talking. At least initially you get those butterflies where as soon as you hit that record button, or as soon as, you know, I sit in the corner while you're talking with, with Tony or or anybody, you get those butterflies immediately. Yeah, and it's, right. it's weird. Cause at that moment you do feel like you're talking to the world because I mean, we've, we've gotten hits all over the world and yeah. and but yeah. You, you know that, but it's not live, you know? Right. And so to, to forget about that. And there was that moment with Tony and I've seen it with, with pretty much everybody where you, you see that uncomfortable trying to find it. And then, and even with you trying to read off the, the person on how they're going to mm. take it. And, and, how much weight you might have to carry based on the conversation. And there's always that moment. I really noticed it with Tony to where it made me smile because <laughs> I, I could, he was almost like a physical feeling where you both settled into it and got into it. Yeah, you got into like the real meat and a back and forth that was, um, that, that meant something. And sure. that could actually be, some fruit from the vine, yeah. you know, really. Right. And, and yeah. something that somebody can take something from in a converse in a world where we just get the two minute soundbite, uh, maybe a, a, a small article here and there that we can read about a, a safety, whatever. And, and that has in, in the, in the movement of everything, sometimes that's all you can take in, but we all drive. Sure. We all, you know, sometimes you spend time at the gym to turn something like this on um, is it's nice to yeah. hear just a real organic conversation. Yeah. And to, to, to any podcast listener out there, I'm sure that's preaching to the choir because that's why
0: we enjoy listening to them, you yeah. know, because it's right. real
1: for the most part. Yeah.
0: I, um, I've had a lot of really, um, I've had people call and say, "Hey, this is you know, it's a really good you know, you guys are doing a great thing, and um, it's nice to hear the conversation side of it, just instead of a train, you know, like somebody tr- speaking to you in training or whatever the case right. might be, um, and sharing experiences. So, so that's cool. Hopefully, this this one goes off well, and yeah. people don't I, get bored I, with I, us. I, but I also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, but uh, so yes. Um, and then, uh, you know, the other thing, I, uh, with, with our firm that I think is kind of a differentiator a little bit is, um, you know, our entire leadership team, we're all safety professionals. So all my business partners, we're all, you know, degreed safety professionals. Mm-hmm. We've worked in the business, uh, you know, industries, we've come from different industries. And, uh, so I think that's, uh, our, that sets us apart a little bit, I think, uh, from some of our, um maybe some of our uh, friendly competitors out there and um, so anyway, we have a lot to offer and I just in the way,
1: sorry, just in the way that you're able to relate to the, to, to, to to the employee side. Yeah. I mean, I I think so. I know your work. I know what you're being asked to do because I did it too.
0: Right. You know, I can go and meet with a client and say, yeah, this is, I mean, it's something as simple as, you know, contractor qualification or, you know, uh, or what it really takes to to write a safety program. Now, I'm not a sales and marketing person. Right. You know, I'm a safety professional by you know education and and experience, and I can go in and and we can have a you know uh, a real dialogue about you know what do you need from a safety standpoint, or you know maybe an environmental standpoint, or whatever the case might be. So, so I think that's that's helpful. Well, and know, that goes back
1: to the point earlier about no, I mean. the the summer work that you did Mm that my connection to you just being from proving proving my my worth in with the the physical side of it and again respecting the shovel and yeah and and, and I think that then tears up to the next point respecting the the safety process and then as as the management and then as someone who delegates yeah you you can respect what everyone's doing because you've done it at all levels whether it's it's yeah. digging the ditch, whether it's a contractor evaluation or it's the one that's moving the pieces, you know, yeah. and, and making sure everyone's set up to succeed.
0: It's definitely, uh, it's definitely important to be able to, to say, yeah, Hey, I've, I've, I've been out there. I've done that. I've trained, uh, you know, I've jumped on a forklift and I've trained that. I, you right. know what I mean? I have that experience. I have that knowledge. I, and that's our entire team though. I mean, we, we can all s- say that and, um, I think that's important. Yeah. To our, to our team members. Yeah. To realize that. So for sure. So then do you have any, just looking back in your history,
1: do you have any just gnarly, I guess, scary stories, uh, just in the field, whether that mm. was the work that you did <laughs> as a, as a labor
0: or even as a, an advisor? Yeah. Uh, scary stories, huh? Gnarly. Um, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, um, I've had, in in my career, I've had, um, I've been a part of three uh, fatality investigations and then one um, very serious incident um, that, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, obviously those are the things we're trying to prevent, but uh, you know, going back, I I mentioned earlier about, uh, as an intern, participating in, um, a fatality investigation. And I remember it, um, actually remember every one of them I can speak, you know, to, to each exactly what, what occurred. Um, but, uh, on that one in particular, it was a, a bridge project and, um, a lot of details, man, the the, um, superintendent and, um, one of the, uh, carpenters on the job were related <clears throat> and in this particular project they uh, they had just finished pouring a bridge and uh, the deck was uh, cured and they were going to remove the false work or the form work um, and they were in the process of doing that and uh, uh, um, there were jack pads that were holding up the structural beams uh, for the false work okay. so they were in the process of lowering those uh, so they could remove these out remove them um one by one and <clears throat> um for whatever reason uh they um these jack pads have two uh big uh bolts that that um basically you're that go into the piers uh, and um they uh they needed uh these uh bolts on another project and for whatever reason they Decided to remove one and I'm, I'm assuming they're thinking. Hey, it's cured um, And we'll go ahead and you know, we need some on another project. So they removed uh, one from one bolt from every other pad I think to send to another project and um, Long story short they had uh, they were in the process of bringing one one of the beams down and got a small sledge and they were up on a ladder hitting it hitting it hitting it and when it came down um when it finally did dislodge and come down uh the jack pad turned cuz it was missing that bolt and uh when it turned it spun and just there was a collapse of you know beam and construction material and it up um <clears throat> uh ended up in a fatality yeah. one fatality and you know um so that right there, I mean, that was right starting my career, right? I was actually still uh, in, that was my internship and I had one semester to go. And uh, so you're like, wow, that, you know, this is, this This is is getting ready to happen, you know? And, uh, and everyone, you know, uh, every one of the uh, fatalities um, were kind of, um, well, in, in the in the serious incident were related to, you know, either lack of focus or, or shortcuts or whatever the case might be. and um, But uh, if you talk about uh, knowing the names of the individuals and uh, I just remember all that real vivid, you know, and it's uh, something that you hope that you don't ever have to do, honestly. I, I, I hope that our, you know, team members uh, don't have to experience that. Um, but I know many have already in a lot of their young careers, and uh, uh, but that's probably, uh, I guess, story for the trenches. Is um, you know, there's some those are some of the things that I you know recall as the the gnarly or the uh, things you don't want to don't want to have to experience, but you do. I and,
1: I hate to say it like this, but do you <clears throat> attribute that event to to at least how you've viewed your your career path and and maybe even to some of your success on just not not in the not spinning a fatality into success by any means but I just mean by by realizing the the serious nature of the work and, and again understanding that it isn't just you, no shortcuts and no pencil whipping because mm-hmm. this is what really happens because I think with people that don't experience that there are a lot of audits and checklists and observation <clears throat> forms that can shortcuts that, that allow for that, that shortcut. And, um, but if you know what can happen if a shortcut's made at the most extreme level Mm -hmm. right out the gate, especially as an intern, then you can respect that audit process. You
0: know, those are, that's a tool that you really don't, I mean, it's a tool that I've had in my tool belt, right? That I know, Hey, I've, I've kind of seen this and I've seen firsthand, you know, in that particular incident, um the relationship between son and father right um and um so it really hit home i mean that was a an issue where you had son uh superintendent and you had father that was kind of working during the summers and and he's fatally you know um fatally injured on this project right. and so it's a tool it's a tool that you know I can go to and say hey I've you know I've seen these kinds of things um, and here yeah so I guess back to your point yeah the, the, the importance of making sure that uh, when you're when you're looking at a job briefing uh, that you're not just pencil whipping it For and sure. um, you know if I go out you know on a project and I'm looking <laughs> you know I see guys doing certain things I'm like okay I know we're doing job briefings here every day so let's take a look at it and see and if this hazard isn't identified then you can kind of talk to those things um but i don't know i i wouldn't say it's not something i mean it's definitely something that obviously uh made me more aware i mean i learned a lot in in that internship alone uh about uh, the attention to detail when conducting an investigation how you talk to people I was a silent observer, right? I I just was a sponge and listening to, to my uh, kind of my mentor in that particular case, and um, but uh, yeah, so um, definitely a learning learning experience that I've carried with me my entire career. Every one of those For incidents, sure. you know, uh, are learning experiences, and uh, you think about the impacts on the family and. Uh, um, I had uh, one other story I will share is um, a friend of mine, um, really good friend of mine, Steve Fry. his uh, son was killed in a construction accident, and Steve and I worked together at Riley on the Riley Hospital project and um, he was the he was the general superintendent for the project, and he you know I'm coming in and we're getting to know each other and i was I was really impressed with how safety conscious he was you know of of the project and i'm like hmm, I, I expected to be a little more of that butting heads or kind of challenging you right. know because i was still pretty young at that time in my career and um that was really like i said my first big construction project but um so as i got to know steve and then i get to understand that oh you know his son was involved in a, uh, a fatality and uh, he was uh on a uh, road crew and um he was um, backed over by a uh, dump truck and uh so um those are things that you don't forget and and you know i think about him and his wife and his other son and you know that was you know 20 some years ago but we made one of the cool things we made a, a donation uh to uh uh the um Construction Family Assistance Foundation. That's a CFA, um, and that's a local uh, Indianapolis-based um, not-for-profit, and it's all geared towards assisting um, uh, people who've been injured or uh, or who have been killed in a construction-related accident or maintenance-related accident. And uh, it's it's here. It's based here in Indy, but it's not necessarily a, a complete indie based effort, you know, so to get that out there, it's, uh, the construction family assistance foundation, check that out online, but very, very worthy cause. But long story short, um, we were, uh, the sponsor at the, the coalition for construction safety awards banquet a few years back. And, and I had, um, we had made a decision as a kind of a team to, to make, a um, an angel donation to that foundation of, of $25,000. We did that in in uh, my friend Steve's, uh, son's honor. Um, but, uh, just kind of taking that, you know, uh, taking it to, that's the reality of, of the situation, you know? And, and so when you ask me about my approach, and I think that's what we always try to encourage with our team, right, is, um, uh, be respectful, um, communicate, uh, be firm, uh, and, um, at the end of the day, you know, it may sound, uh, you know, it may sound cliche or whatever, but it is about making sure that, that people get home. I mean, that's right. what it's all about. And, you know, granted, we had uh, Trey on a few weeks ago and he was talking about, oh, it is a, it's about making, and he, he had the same, he had a, a really good point. It is about, um, you know, you're out there to make money, to, to take care of your family. Um, you know our approach our our assistance is to make sure that's those are very important things but at the end of the day we want you to get home for sure you know and that's the message right for sure so so that's i guess that's the message kind of i've taken from some of those incidents and um try to encourage with uh you know as I, the boots on the ground stuff i i've i'm not Doing a whole lot of that these days, but right. uh, when I was, that's that was definitely uh, front of mind and 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 you know in communicating with our team and our our clients and things like that. So
1: you got to watch that too. The like you mentioned the, the cliche part of that because if something's said so many times, then it does just become right. it does become a cliche and it mm-hmm. becomes this whether it's with your approach about being the the, the lovey-dovey kind of corporate way mm-hmm. of delivering. Sometimes people just want to straight up like, hey, man, I, I can't have you doing this because right. of this, and I'm looking out for you, maybe share a parable like sure. you're sharing here that, that relates to what they're doing, and then move on and say, talk about the game or whatever it would right. be to then sure. kind of smooth it over and then level the field to where you don't have that Clean white hard hat appearance because that that happens and 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 with the cliches in the field of you know we want you to go home mm-hmm. and and that obviously that's true but I think to on that side of it it does just become the white hard hat um um Bible verse I guess yeah. that and and in in their eyes they need it to be. Sh- shown its truth yeah. through just example. And I think conversation through right. something m- a little more than that, have that be the, the, the poster, <clears throat> the poster verse, but it, it, it needs to have that next step of being something real mm-hmm. and not something that's just so blah, yeah. you know, <laughs> that you see I, everywhere, regardless I, of what <laughs> property you work on. You know,
0: I have this picture of, of, again de- relating back to that Riley uh, project um, and the slogan uh, in 1999 there was a project slogan let's keep safety in mind in 99 yeah. right so there's <laughs> yeah. your cliche yeah, like there it is there's yeah. but it's a classic picture i'm uh-huh. like oh there's your wires one of the yeah. at least that died in 99 then <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like, you who know the hell thought of this? yeah but anyway oh, cool so what about you? Let's talk. I mean, I don't, we're getting close, probably we're getting on time. Close, yeah, are we? A bit? Right. Yeah, but what? Um, how about you? Your experiences out in the field. I mean, you're in a uh, the utility industry, mm-hmm. supporting one of our our biggest clients, but you're seeing some some uh, uh, pretty serious construction and uh, pretty high risk situations i'm sure it's intimidating seeing you know on on building
1: construction or excavations you 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 have a clear hazard you can see it but on on the power side you know it just looks it's just metal in the air and we were talking about that earlier when it comes to station entry and things we're working on to to make it a a more a, a solid station entry training um dealing with substations and, and understanding the components, understanding what happens when you get too close, because you you may as well just be touching your exhaust pipe for what it looks like, you know, but then when you have your minimum approach distance to any sort of voltage, it's going to jump out and get you because there's that someone out of the gate. And I know there's some debate on this, but someone taught me it's a lot like water. It's always trying to find water's trying to find its, Way whether it's falling gravity or if it enters a dry room it's going to be evaporated that's kind of how power is when it's trying to find it's equal it's trying Mm -hmm. to find its its balance Um, and if you're that path to its balance to relieve that we just have it trapped in the air traveling Mm -hmm. around to power everything we have we've just caged the beast and if you give it a a door it's going to take it And, Mm. and and learning that and and being able to understand that and communicate that more than just um you know, I try and focus on that stuff. I try and learn about the grounding and, and industry-specific things because the barricading, the PPE, obviously all that's important. And, and there's specific P- PPE when it comes to insulated, rubber, wh- whatever it would be. Um, but but focusing on the industry-specific things, those are what's going to kill somebody. But at the same time, like you said, you got spotting incidents. Something as right. easily with this fatality that you mentioned earlier, it's... It's as simple of having uh, a spotting program Mm -hmm. that's put into the culture and that would have saved his life, you know, and uh, and we're trying to do that there. And, and, you know, we have property and damage backing incidents all the time, but it's it's removing that human element out of it and. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying being a part of a building program that's not there yet. Yeah. Uh we, we have the goal of zero harm. Uh like sure. we've talked with Vine to Zero, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's the, the zero goal for everybody and they have we have that as well. And so trying to get there, there is the goal. You right. know, and it's sure. A lot of I believe it's attainable. Uh incidents are gonna happen, you know, property damage. It's depending on there's all the levels of it and I think it, incident reporting, you know, mm-hmm. you've got higher incidents we've ever had, but I think that's also a good thing. Right. We have less bodily harm than we've ever had. Uh, but it's, it's finding the way, um, to, to get there and, and through building the culture through repetition, through consensus, consistency and having those conversations, like we have said this whole time to have that candid approach to make us part of the team. Yeah. And I'm enjoying it. It's fun.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you're, um, <clears throat> You're um, fortunate to be on a, a team, a client, and work with a client who's who is so supportive. Right? And wants to to get to zero harm. I mean, they have a um, a desire, a strong desire to get there, and they you know they support it. Um, and uh, so it's, it's exciting. Yeah, it's been cool to watch your uh, career over the last almost five years. Right. Yeah. And it's see been. you grow from, from an intern to, um, to where you're at. And It's been a ride, man. Yeah, it has <laughs> been. It's, it's been, cool. been So, yeah. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate
1: the opportunity again to, to do this thing and, and to, to be here and to have the opportunity for growth. I know there's a lot of, a lot of work going on behind the scenes for, all aspects of the company, whether it's new, um, new training methods, new, uh, initiatives behind the scenes to, to, to have growth internally and, and all kinds of things. And I, it's exciting. It's an exciting yeah. time and I love being a part of it. Cool.
0: You know? Yeah. Well, we love, we love, uh, I, you know, I appreciate your, uh, your work ethic and your, uh, uh your idea here. i bringing this thing to life and yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's been a fun, uh, you know, uh, a fun way to, to do something different, you know, and, and just to kind of uh, relax a little bit and just talk about, you know, uh, where people have been and their experiences and hope, you know, the end of the day with this is to, uh, that people connect to it and they pick something up and pick up a new idea or a new, you know, a new way of doing things, or if they just want to reach out and say, Hey, you know, can you talk about this or that? There's a, there's an avenue for it. So for sure.
1: And I'll put, again, as someone who's still very green, uh, if anybody out there is is new to the industry or in school uh, needing an internship, needing somebody to talk to, uh, safety is a weird thing to get into unless you come from the field. Coming from the excavating side, that's why I got into it because I, sure. once I got into safety, I could have thrown up for all the situations I was put into, and they didn't know any different. That just culture wasn't there to have the trench box to have right. sloping shoring. Yeah, I mean, I, sure. it makes me sick thinking about some of this stuff I was, you I did that, right? and that yeah. I was put into. And, uh, so that's what got me into it. Sometimes people just fall into it out of a recommendation or no other path. And the next thing they know, they're a safety professional. So if you want to talk, hit me up. Uh, I'll put my, uh, my email in, in the show notes there.
0: Okay. So. Good deal. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, uh, you, you keep saying the green thing, but, um, so interns, we've got a couple starting this year, which is cool. Um, but, uh, is there anything you'd offer up to, uh, to new grads, um, uh, based on your first five years? So I've got, I've got some uh, students at, at IU, your alma mater that, uh-huh. uh, that, uh, we've been talking with. And, uh, one of our, one of our team members is actually doing a presentation for their group next week, but, um uh, Anything you'd offer up for a new grad? I, again, at the risk of sounding cliche, shut your mouth, you know,
1: shut your mouth and, and open your ears. And like, act. don't, don't, don't just hear, like actually listen and don't try and talk. I, I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it doing podcast stuff, but actually waiting your turn and not just waiting your turn to speak, but engaging in a conversation and listening and trying to learn And don't be afraid to be wrong. And that's you'll get it from there. And finding a mentor, because I know that's that's crucial, whether it's a mentor within your organization or outside of it, dealing with a contractor in the field or or anywhere else. And having that person to call to, like I said, get advice or
0: just bitch to if you need to, you know, good (laughs) good deal. Good advice. Good advice. Okay, well I think we're here man. I think we're at the end of our end of our time, so I'm going to toss this back to you and it's time for you to name your episode, Joe. So
1: since the beginning I was thinking about it being we've been talking about kind of the the, the black and white and trying to find the the middle, uh thinking of something like the the gray. But we've been talking a lot about the the process of respect and respecting the shovel. And I think I'm going to go with that because that gets back to, to my roots, just getting into the field at all. And so Great. respecting the shovel. Is what I'm awesome. It. Great yeah.
0: title. Respecting the shovel with Joe Clady. All right. Thank you, sir. Cool. Thanks. Thanks.